Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The 82nd edition of the Four Corners podcast starts right now. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Four Corners Podcast. We are powered by Carolina Electrical Services. Josh with you guys today. Going to be taking you through Carolina's win over NC State on Saturday. Give you all the the good stuff that came out of Carolina's win. We're going to take a look at the box score, get a quote of the game, stat of the game, all that great stuff. But uh, as I mentioned, Carolina got a win on Saturday, their third win of last week. They completed a 3-0 and homestand to improve their record to 15-6 and overall. They now sit at 7-3 and in the ACC. They beat the Wolfpack 100-80 on Saturday afternoon in Chapel Hill. It was the first time this season Carolina has scored 100 points. And it was a complete 180 from Wednesday night to Saturday. Carolina shot 55% from the field, 56 from behind the three-point lines. They made 16 threes. 15 threes in the game, built a 56 to 31 halftime lead, and State was never able to recover. Carolina put four players in double figure scoring. Armando Baycott recorded his 16th double double of the year, and in the process became the 79th Tar Heel to score 1,000 career points. That is the most in college basketball. It was just a really good good day for Carolina um, coming out. A really ugly win over Boston College on Wednesday, where they where they looked tired. They looked like they had their legs back on Saturday. A lot of extra out of emotion in the building. It was Roy Williams Day in the Smith Center. They honored Roy Williams for his legendary career at Carolina. Of course, he was thirty three and five against NC State at UNC, thirty eight and five overall if you include his fifteen years at Kansas. And they also honor the 1982 National Championship team, which meant Michael Jordan was back in the building. So I don't know how much of a chance State had to win the game going in. They entered the game just 10-11. and 11. They lost their best player in the first game of the season, Manny Bates. But you, you, you combine those two factors, and it was going to be really hard to see NC State finding a way to get the job done. And it was just a really good, feel-good day for, for Carolina basketball for the players um, and for us fans because even though the record isn't bad, it's been a it's been a frustrating year in a lot of different ways, learning with the new head coach and learning with the team that is still struggling to find consistency. They put together their best office performance on Saturday, and, and we feel pretty good entering another big week this week as they go to Louisville tomorrow. And then they host Duke on Saturday as Coach K will visit Chapel Hill for the final time. And it's it's time for Carolina to start getting resume building wins. They're still in the NCAA tournament field, but they're not they're not securely in the field. They still gotta find a couple marquee wins or two along the way. So let's take a look at the box score and it was a pretty one for Carolina. They as I mentioned, they shot fifty five percent from the field, thirty four of sixty two. State was just 39%. They were 29 of 67. Carolina shot 56% from behind the three-point line. They were 15 of 27. State was 10 of 25. That's the only thing that really kept them in the game, if you want to call it that. 
From the foul line, Carolina, 17 of 24, 71%. State was 18 of 21. That was for 86%. Carolina did turn it over 12 times, um, but State only got 13 points off of those turnovers, so a drastic change in difference in how much points they were giving up off of those turnovers. Meanwhile, Carolina only forced 10 NC State turns, but they converted those into 18 points, so that was a step in the right direction. As you could imagine, Carolina won the battle of the boards, 39 to 32. They had 39 defensive rebounds compared to State's, or they had 29 defensive rebounds compared to State's 20. They actually got out-rebounded on the glass, 12 to 10, but it didn't ultimately matter. Carolina got 13 second-chance points off those 10 offensive rebounds. State just 10 second-chance points off of their 12 offensive rebounds. Carolina's bench, which wasn't used a whole lot, did outscore State's bench, though, 22 to 9 behind Puff Johnson's eight points. We'll talk about Puff a little bit later in the show. Points in the paint, advantage Carolina, 28 to 22. Fast break points. Here was a kicker. 25 to 11 points in the fast break for Carolina. They got out in the open floor. They got easy buckets. That's why they shot such a high percentage. That's why they scored 100 points for the first time all season long. Carolina recorded nine blocks. I think they did a really good job protecting the rim compared to just State's three. Both teams had seven steals. Carolina assisted on 17 of their 34 made baskets. State just nine assists on their 26 made baskets. Let's go to our quote of the game. Usually it's where you hear from Hubert Davis or a player, but it was Roy Williams' day in the Smith Center, so we're going to let Roy get the quote from this one during his ceremony at halftime while he's being honored. There was a nice video made by Carolina Basketball, voiced over by Marcus Page. Jones Angel handed the ceremonies, but Roy said, uh, let's beat these guys in red a hell of a lot more. And that's that's about a Royism as you're going to get with him now in retirement. We all can't agree more. Um, beating State never gets old, especially when you're blowing State out. That That's when it's really fun because, well, in, in the majority of my lifetime, we've beaten them and beaten them rather handedly more often than not. Let's move on now to our stat of the game. I went field goal percentage simply because of how drastic it was from the first from from Wednesday to Saturday where Carolina won their first game shooting under 30% in program history. They shot 55% from the field. And they made it look easy at times and this offense has played at a high level before many times during this season but this was the best it looked all season long and it came at at, at the best time and and, and Carolina's going to need some more of that offensive production moving forward. I'm not saying they got to score 100 points, but running their offense, taking good shots, making good shots, finishing at the rim more often, getting points in fast break, all those little things Carolina needs more of moving forward as we're now entering the back half of the ACC stretch. All right, so we're going to take we're going to take a quick break. We're going to play you this week's ad from DraftKings, and then when we come back, we will get into some more takeaways from Carolina's win over NC State. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is, is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost... 
a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million in top prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TBPN, that stands for the Basketball Podcast Network, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the of Super Bowl 56. 21 or order minimum wage and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible game, gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Do you have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee or text the, T, the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-7989. Nine seven eight nine in Connecticut. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 seven, or visit ccpg.com slash chat. In New York, call eight eight seven seven eight H O P E N Y. That's Hope N Y, or text Hope N Y to four six seven three six nine. All right, let's get back into Carolina's win over NC State. The first thing we're going to really break down is Carolina's offense. As I mentioned, they scored 100 points. They shot 55% from the field, 56 from behind the three-point line. They scored 56 points in the first half. So they scored 58 points in 40 minutes on Wednesday. And in the first half, they shot 56 per or they scored 56 points. They shot 63% from the field. They were 10 of 15 from behind the three-point line. It was easy offense for Carolina. And it was coming from a multitude of different play, players. Brady Manning scored 14 points in that first half, was 5 of 6 from the field, 4 of 5 from behind the three-point line. Caleb Love added 11 points. Armando Baycott, R.J. Davis both had nine. Off the bench, Puff Johnson scored five, and Kerwin Walton scored five. And they were doing it in a variety of different ways. They had uh, three points off of turnovers, 12 points in the paint. They were nine of 16 on layups, so they were finishing better at the rim. Still not as consistent as you want them to. They had 14 fast break points. They scored 23 times on their 36 first-half possessions. That equals out to one, one and a half points per possession, and they scored on 64% of their possessions in that first half. And I thought the biggest thing was Carolina handled the pressure good early. Um, the first time they saw the press from NC State, they had to call a timeout, and it was it was honestly the right it was the right decision by the player. The players have the freedoms to call those timeouts in those situations. And after that, Carolina handled the press. They broke it, and they got easy bucket after easy bucket. And in the half court. Kind of like what they were doing against Virginia Tech and Boston College. They were getting good looks. They just made them. And as Roy Williams always says, it looks better when the ball goes in the basket. And that's what happened in that first half. And they built that 25-point lead. And it was really hard for State to overcome. And a lot of that was just the, the emotion in the building. Carolina fed off of that. We talked about that leading into the game, they had, they had to use that their advantage. It's why you come to Carolina, to, to play in those types of games, to have former national champions in the building to watch you play, to honor a legendary head coach. All those reasons are, are what makes Carolina basketball Carolina basketball and use that to your advantage. And, and they did. That team looked more rested. They looked ready. And 
And for Hubert Davis, it's really big because this is his first rivalry game. Kentucky, in a lot of ways, is a rivalry, but it's it's changed because now we see Kentucky usually on a neutral court. It's not in Chapel Hill. It's not in Lexington. It's usually in Las Vegas or Chicago or one of those places or in the NCAA tournament. This is the first big rivalry game for Hubert to get that confidence because these games mean a whole lot to, to both fan bases. State's got a passionate fan base, and they've sucked for 25 years. It still means a lot to beat them and beat them as soundly as they did. And and so now the challenge is going to be taking it on the road. But the big reason why the offense looked as good as it did because they got offense in different ways that they haven't gotten all year long. 20, 25 fast break points. That's Carolina basketball. They were running. Hubert has said during the season, we're not running like I want them to run. They ran on Saturday. And it looked like one of the very few times this year where – uh, an opponent that wanted to run with Carolina simply couldn't. And, and that's when you know you've got something brewing. Because when Carolina's running, there's not a better team in the country to, that that runs offense than, than Carolina. There's not a team that can run with Carolina more often than not when Carolina is running and gunning like they were doing on Saturday. They got points off of turnovers. They haven't forced a whole lot of turnovers this year. They only forced 12 or 10 in this game. But they got 18 points off of them. Usually they've been averaging roughly one point per turnover that they force. That's not good enough for this team with some of the issues that they have. They got 18 points off of State's 10 turnovers on Saturday. So they were in the open court. They weren't having to always generate offense in the half court. They took 27 threes, but they took they, t- they took the right three points. They were in the rhythm of the offense. And, and when they're making them like they were doing on Saturday, you want them to keep shooting because Carolina can shoot the ball at a really high clip. Um, as as Caleb Love was four of six, R.J. Davis three of four, Brady Manick five of seven, um, even Puff Johnson added one off the bench. Kerwin Walton added one off the bench. Leaky Black had his third straight game with a made three point basket. That's huge for his confidence, and it was just a really good feeling for this team because they hadn't played well the last two games. They found ways to win, but and that was important, but this team needs to play offense and play offense at a high level because that's that's their MO. That's who they are. That's what this team was built around doing. And seeing them do that was a lot of fun to watch and it's going to you're hoping it's going to carry over into this week when they go to Louisville, who just took Duke down to the wire, and then that same Duke team comes to Chapel Hill on Saturday, which is going to be as emotional a game that Carolina's played in in our lifetime with it being Coach K's final time in the Smith Center. Um, we mentioned the fast break points. We mentioned the points off turnovers. Carolina's assists, as I mentioned, they had 17 assists on the 34 made basket baskets. It's a simple game. When Carolina moves the ball and they move the ball well, this that's what takes us off to the next level. In the games against Virginia Tech and Boston College, the ball got isolated on one side of the floor. The ball wasn't moving from one side to the other. You weren't making the defense move, and it makes it harder for you to get to generate your offense. And that's what Carolina struggled with the earlier in the week. That wasn't the case on Saturday. The assists were spread out. Love led the team with a 5-1 to one assist turnover ratio. Leaky Black, four assists. R.J. Davis, four assists. Brady Manick had three assists. Everybody was involved with the ball movement. And when you're sharing the ball and you're still, and you're still seeing the success of your teammates, that's a lot of fun to see. And I thought that was a thing was Carolina's – everybody enjoyed the success of what happened on the court the other day. If, if someone made a basket, everyone was cheering. It didn't matter who, who made the basket or how the basket was made. They were all enjoying each other's successes, and that was a really fun thing to see. 
Another really fun thing that's emerged in the last week or so has been Puff Johnson. Um, he's now become the first guy off the bench for Hubert Davis, and he's become in a lot of ways what this team's been missing, that guy off the bench to bring a spark, and especially with Anthony Harris done for the season and Dawson Garcia away for what looks like going to be uh, an, a, an extended period of time. Carolina's bench has gotten short. And so you got to find other people to bring you a spark off the bench. And Puff Johnson has been that guy. This is a guy for the last year and a half, hasn't been on the court very much. He's battled injury after injury. And you can tell the joy he has playing the game. And that's infectious. And it's contagious. And it's permeating through this team. Eight points on Saturday, six rebounds, um, and he's all over the place. He's on the floor. He's diving for loose balls. He's boxing out bigger players to grab rebounds. He's going to the offensive glass. He made a three-pointer. He's looking like the player that we were all excited about when we got his commitment two years ago because he can do a lot of different things for you. And we saw it at different times last year, but because of injuries, he just simply wasn't on the court very much. Same way this year. We know what he's capable of doing, but... Because of injuries, we haven't been able to see him do it. Now we're getting to see him do it. And I think it's really telling that he's already, in just a week and a half, two weeks, earned that role as the first guy off the bench for Hubert Davis. And it's something that uh, hopefully we we continue to get the same type of impact. He He doesn't have to score eight points or grab six rebounds every single time. He just impact the game like he's doing right now, which is playing hard, playing unselfish, and, and doing what he has to do to help this team find ways to win basketball games. And it's it's just you're really happy for the kid because he's been through a lot. Um, Hebert has said throughout the season that he's been the team's best cheerleader on the bench. He's not gotten down with not you know doing the things he wants to do individually. He's all about team, 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 and that's a reflection of what you've seen in the last week and a half or two weeks from Puff. So really happy for him. But as great as Carolina played on Saturday, and I wish I had my co-host here with me to to really get, talk about this a little bit more. <laughs> Hubert Davis still was lenient to play the bench when the game was over midway through the second half. Now, Puff Johnson got 17 minutes, and Kerwin Walton got 19, but just five minutes for Styles, three minutes for Dunn. Of course, all the Blue Squad members were able to see their way on the court as Jackson Watkins was able to switch the free throw through to give Carolina that 100 point. Dewey Ferris had a layup to get them to 99 points, but... Those five minutes for, for Styles, three minutes for Dunn, it's still worrisome and troublesome. The game was over, um, and, and you're playing with fire of, of having someone get hurt, and with, with no Dawson Garcia and with no Anthony Harris, you really can't afford to do that. Um, you had a scare at Miami with Armando Baycott falling on his tailbone. You got lucky. I was hoping that would send the message to Hubert and the staff that, hey, when the game's out of reach and out of doubt, we got to get these guys off the court. From a health standpoint, also from the fact that that was their third game that week, their legs are still tired, even though they're college kids, and there's really no there's really no defense of that. Um, that was still a good chance to get done in Styles run in a in a conference game against a rivalry opponent to get that type of experience on their belt would be invaluable moving forward, and he simply didn't do it. 
Um, and you're, you know, you, you go back to that Notre Dame game and you put those guys in a situation where they needed to make plays and they simply weren't able to make plays because they haven't had experience making plays. And you got to take that into account where they, they can't, they can't make the plays you want them to make if you don't give them an opportunity to make the plays. And they had a chance, I felt on Saturday to make those plays and it ultimately didn't, it ultimately didn't happen. And, and for as good as, as great as that day was and as much fun as it was, that was the one, disappointment that I had watching the game was that I wanted to see more styles. I wanted to see more done. I mean in his in his five minutes style scored six points was three or four from the field. He grabbed four rebounds. He impacted the game, but he could have done more and he could have gained even more comps had he been on the court and given a chance to do so. So that is going to wrap up this edition of the Four Corners Podcast. Of course, it's a little bit shorter because it's just me. No co-host with me today. Uh, our schedules this last week have been wonky. I've been dealing with a, with a personal family matter. We've been busy with our everyday job. So thank you guys for bearing with us, sticking with us through what's been a, a really tough really tough week personally and then professionally as well. Hopefully I'll have Anthony back for the Louisville preview. If not, hopefully at the absolute latest you'll hear from him, the Louisville recap. Regardless, you will hear from Anthony later in the week as we get you ready for the Duke game, but we can't we can't turn our attention to Duke until we get through Louisville, which is Carolina's next opponent. They travel to the KFC Yum Center tomorrow night. They'll take on a struggling Cardinal team at 8 p.m on the ACC Network. Well, this is going to wrap up this edition of the Four Corners Podcast. Before I let you go, do you want to get your website, HeelToughBlog.com. You can go back and check out all the great content from the win over NC State. I'll be getting ready for the Louisville game as well as I continue to walk you through Carolina's season so far. As for the football side of things, the latest weekly storylines article is up. You can check that article out. Senior Bowl takes place this week. Sam Howe will be in attendance down in Mobile. Anthony will have you covered on that front as well. As Even though Carolina is in the offseason mode, Anthony's still keeping you up to date on all the latest happenings on the football field. As for the podcast side of things, you know where to find us. We're on the Basketball Podcast Network. We host through Megaphone. You can find us on every major podcasting platform. Um, just simply search the Four Corners Podcast. We will pop up. Like the pod, review the pod, but most importantly, do hit that subscribe button. That way you don't miss any podcast during the, the basketball season. <laughs> Well, it is going to wrap up this edition of the Four Corners Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels.